Hi, this is Jill Bedonsky. Perhaps Christmas isn't a time to talk about the dark side of life, but in the creative process, the dark side of life actually has its advantages. This is a replay from last December 2020, so there was a bit of darkness about the pandemic, and there's still a bit of darkness, but in the darkness, sometimes there's a cup of tea. Enjoy. A Different Kind of Tea Party by Jill Bedonsky in a Muses Daydream. I'm drinking a cup of Tazo Awake, an English breakfast tea. I'm beginning a journey that spans continents and centuries on the speed of sound steam trains, sipping the sun, rain, and fog that was present on the same morning delicate botanicals were picked to make this tea. The sun peeks over the horizon through the clouds. A star streaks undetected across the sky. And the new day begins as I explore lemongrass lawns, carpets of chamomile, and the living history of my ancestors, tasting with all my senses, but most of all, with my imagination. And that is a really good value for $3.29. That's how much a box of Tazo Awake English breakfast tea costs. And that colorful description of continents, horizons, and chamomile carpets is written on the back of the box. Words do have a tendency to invite feelings to imaginary tea parties. So I'm going to go ahead and believe in the steam trains, the flavors of sun, rain, and fog, the stars streaking undetected, not only because tea is associated with very wise people who say quotable things, but I am in need of tasting the world with my imagination. Not that I haven't been tasting all sorts of food, pistachio nuts and strawberry vanilla cupcakes from the gluten-free bakery on 30th Street to get through this time of uncertainty with gustatory comfort, but because tastes that happen in the imagination are less fattening. Oh, and even more importantly, it is a known tonic for enhanced creativity when the imagination visits the senses. So let's go taste the world found in another cup of tea. And this time, I'll take a sip at being the writer on the back of the box. Peppermint tea. This cup of peppermint tea nips my nose with cool, rebellious breezes and colors of striped white and green, wafting through fresh, dewy fields of sugarcane and flickering sunlight. Where belligerent gnomes, all named Harvey, plant mint, which does what mint does, and spreads like crazy. <laughs> tomato plants are demolished, making the tomato sauce for pizza impossible, causing an outbreak of pizza melancholy in nearby villages, leading to a lot of whining. Aww. Not even the hardy zucchini can proliferate with the encroaching mint, taking over the land and carpeting madness. 
I do love zucchini bread, which would have been nice with some peppermint tea. Additionally, in Peppermint Promises, my childhood Christmas tree peeks in the window unannounced, alarming me, which I hate, and reminding me that candy canes hanging among sparkly tinsel and shiny red bulbs on a fragrant pine branch invite me to unwrap them, but that damn wrapping is always difficult to get all the way off the candy cane, causing frustration and sticky hands, making cotton balls and cat hair and tissue stick to them. Don't forget the peppermint tea, it's just a troublemaker. My crankiness about the quarantine must have influenced that piece, maybe a little. I'm just going to go back to my Tazo tea and take a coffee break, or a tea break, but coffee break has more rhythm to it, and let ideas percolate a little bit. Although I do feel a little better having channeled my craziness into some mint. So now I'm just going to drink my English breakfast tea, maybe in a seaside English garden with bluebells, bright pink hollyhocks, and purple delphinium on a rare sunny day where the grass is so green the peppermint tea is jealous. Underneath a canopy of flowing weeping willow trees so close to the sea that the salt and the breeze adds perfect flavor to the buttermilk biscuit from the gluten-free bakery on 30th. I have slathered it with butter and cherry preserves and it tastes delicious. And as I am eating my biscuit and sipping the sun, the moon, and the English fog, I write this. Sometimes in the creative process, I need to allow for ideas to steep into deep darkness, because even darkness has a place in the dewy fields of our imagination. True happiness is not available to us if we push away suffering. The same mechanism responsible for sorrow is also responsible for joy. So numbing one numbs the other. We can't escape the pain of life, but we can harness its power to connect us to compassion, empathy, and the mirth that can come from darkness and move to the other side where the purple delphinium resides, where steam trains carry us to the ocean and ancestors join us for English breakfast tea and strawberry vanilla cupcakes. It is a delicious thing to use the imagination, to exist in any universe of our choosing, to simultaneously be the villain and the heroine to be an autumn afternoon where a red leaf lets go of its hold on a maple tree and surrenders in floppy grace to the ground. The imagination is a vacation from reality into a playground of associations, inventions, and daydreams of chance possibilities so grand they take our breaths away. But there's more breaths waiting to be breathed. During this time of confinement, quarantine, and isolation, imagination is our freedom. 
imagination is freedom. Can I get you another cup of tea? Wishing you a Merry Christmas. Be kind to yourself. Stay safe. Thanks for listening. Share Amuses Daydream with a friend. And check the show notes for more creative adventures.